This is Boss Tone Radio, talk for guitar players, presented by BossUS.com. Hi, I'm Paul Hansen. I'm your host, and today on the line from beautiful Southern California, we have a bassist for you, Tim Bogert. Tim is an old teaching buddy of mine from Musicians Institute, and uh, we toured together on one of the Vanilla Fudge reunion tours. In addition to being an original Vanilla Fudge member, Tim also formed the bands Beck Bogert and A Piece and Cactus, and he's played with all kinds of guys. Here's Tim, Carmen Apice, and Jeff Beck playing Stevie Wonder's hit, Superstition. Tim's also singing. Tim, so what's going on? Any new projects? Nothing significant, Paul. I'm two months from becoming officially old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I resemble that statement, too. <laughs> and I'm a lazy guy. I live up here on the hill. The view is beautiful. It's a wonderful warm day. I ride my motorcycle a lot. And I play with a couple of people around town for fun to keep my hand in. Mm-hmm. But I no longer play with the vanilla fudge. I no longer play with cactus. And that's a of recent, actually. Well, I remember you saying that several years ago, and uh, since then, you've done several tours with the guys anyway. Yeah, actually, the Budge got back together in 99, and we had a complete run for years until Mm -hmm. about the the end of last year. And then the Cactus thing, we also did from 2004, Mm -hmm. I think. We started to do a couple of gigs and oh, we would work maybe two, three, four times a year. Let's go back in time to when you started Vanilla Fudge. Okay. You grew up in New Jersey, right? Yes. What age did you start playing bass? Mm, mid-teens, I guess. I was a saxophone player in a high school band, and... I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, and one of the guitar players also played sax, and... When there were no sax parts in the tune, he would be playing guitar, and I would sort of be standing on the side looking at the pretty girls. <laughs> I wanted to play, so I learned bass as a double, and it became a first somewhere in my early 20s, and that's when the Vanilla Fudge began to hit. Tim, when did you meet Carmine? We had been playing at the Choo Choo Club, which is where the Rascals had sort of got their act together and before uh-huh. they became famous. It was this little happening Jersey place in the middle of nowhere. And our band, The Pigeons, had been playing there all oh, 10 weeks or something like that. And Carmine's band followed us in there. So like a bus holiday, we went to the club one night just for something better to do. Mm-hmm. And we saw Carmine and we were losing our drummer. And we asked Carmine, would he like to join the band? And eventually he did. 
about oh six eight months later, the record hit. That was Vanilla Fudge. That's what became Vanilla Fudge. Yeah, uh-huh. it was the Pigeons. That's what the name would have been, except the Pigeons were taken. It was already a band that had that name, <laughs> <laughs> so well, we couldn't use it. Um, was Mark Stein the singer and keyboardist? Was he in the band when you met Carmine? Yeah, Mark and I had met in Rick Martin and the Showman, which was a show band. Mm-hmm. Like in the 60s, they had show bands in lounges and casinos. And, that sort of uh-huh. and I met Mark in that group, and I had joined that because, oh, four or five years earlier, I had known the guitar player in that band in high school. Uh-huh. called me up and said, are you a bass player? I'm going on the road. Are you available? I went, yeah. I went on the road, and I met Mark. He was the keyboard player and one of the singers of the band. I actually have a recording of uh, Keep Me Hanging On. I think, was that your first really big hit? With that the, was the first hit, yeah. This is a version of us playing it when I did the reunion tour, and I don't know what year that was. Something. Maybe the late 80s, but here it is, Keep Me Hanging On by Vanilla Fudge. That was a really fun tour. It was, wasn't it? You know, I learned a lot from you guys. One thing was, when you did your bass solo, at the end, you would bow. And the crowd would always applaud and go nuts. And so I learned to do that. And I think that audiences are kind of wired. Like, even if I screwed up and didn't do the solo very well, (laughs) (laughs) if I bowed, people couldn't help but clap. (laughs) <laughs> there are some things one can do that sort of, it's a Pavlov's dog thing, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we've been going to shows and playing shows all our lives, and yeah, you kind of get used to certain shtick. Yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> well, I learned a lot, of, a lot of other musical things from you guys, too. When, when you were young, Tim, did you practice a lot? Yeah, all hey. the time. I didn't have a whole lot of a social life except my girlfriend. So I would sit and practice a whole bunch because I really enjoyed playing. Your technique is so even and your timing is real good. I always ask this question of good players. Do you think you had a lot of natural ability or was it practice or combinations of them? I think it's a lot of natural ability. And then if you practice a lot, it's like polishing something. It just gets brighter and shinier. Mm-hmm. So Hopefully you're blessed with enough brightness to shine. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, let's go back to Vanilla Fudge. You guys were pretty much on top of the world. You had hits, and uh, you were selling out shows. And was uh, Led Zeppelin one of your warm-up bands on a tour? Yeah, actually, two tours. On their first two American tours, they were our opening act. 
And that was all politics because of Stevens H. Weiss, who was the manager of the whole thing. He was their manager. He was our manager. He was also Jimi Hendrix's manager, which is why we opened for Jimi for years. Wow. Yeah, it was quite a stable. It was Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, Us, Hermits, Hermits, The Rascals, and Dusty Springfield. At the time, that was big stuff. Were you living in England at that time? No. Um, we lived in the Long Island, New Jersey area mm-hmm. and had gone to England to, quote, break the record because Steve thought that that would be a good idea. Hendrix had done that at work. Uh-huh. And we did. We went over and came back to a number three record. It did work. <laughs> that and a lot of payola. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually probably very true. Um, oh, it still is. What was Jimi Hendrix like? He was a nice fella and a playing fool. He's a nice guy. I enjoyed his presence. I liked his company. What was it? Did you ever jam with him? Oh, yeah. We would do sound checks sometimes because the fellas didn't like doing sound checks. Back then, I would jam at the drop of a hat. That must have been an amazing band. Oh, <laughs> Just the sound check band. It was cool. Just ripping it up. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. My 20s were an unbelievable time. It was just amazing. After Vanilla Fudge, uh, you and Carmine, is that when you formed the band with Jeff Beck? We tried to. And mm-hmm. Jeff had had a very bad car wreck. Oh. And was laid up for a period of time. And in the interim, Carmine and I had a contractual obligation to do an album, so we put Cactus together. And just as we had finished the Cactus album and was ready to go on tour, Jeff calls up and says, okay, let's go. Oh, sh-. So we ran Cactus, I guess, for about two and a half, three years, maybe, and then did go with Jeff, and that ran for maybe two years. Was Jim McCarty the guitar player in Cactus? Yes. I think I met him when we were... When I was in the Vanilla Fudge tour in Detroit, he's a real tall guy. Very tall, thin fella, yes. Really great guitar player. Fine guitar player. Hey, I have an excerpt here. Let's see. This is called Parchment Farm. Yeah, he tore that up. We were known for fast boogies. <laughs> Carmine and I could just beat the heck out of it. Jim would wail. No kidding. Here's yeah. Parchment Farm from Cactus. <laughs> Was that one recorded when Jeff Beck was recuperating from the car wreck? Yes. And then you were going to go out and tour? Cactus. And then what did Jeff Beck do? Uh, He went and put the Jeff Beck group together. Oh. The one with Bob Tench and Max Middleton on piano. Uh Uh-huh. And they went out and toured as well for that same period of time. And then at the end of the Cactus run, we formed the Beck Over to Peace band. Mm-hmm. and did that for a couple of years. Now, back then, was it 
a piece and not apathy? It was apathy back then. <laughs> That's uh, always tricky for me. I never know what to say, a piece or apathy. Cause well, Carmine is the consummate salesman. He is the reincarnation of P.T. Barnum. <laughs> and case in point, we are talking about it right now. Right. We are advertising for him. <laughs> he wins again. Right. He's brilliant. He really is. I mean, he's... Yeah. He can make a mountain out of a molehill better than anyone I've ever seen. Yeah. Really brilliant. And he's a great drummer, too. A heck of a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> this concludes the first segment of Boston Radio 19th edition. And uh, we've got more coming up in the second segment. Tim's going to tell us some more interesting stories, and we're going to hear about his gear and lots of other stuff. By the way, underneath me talking right now, I'm playing every cool bass lick I learned from watching Tim on my inexpensive bass through a Boss GT processor. The latest one is the GT10B, but Boss has a whole line of multi-effects for bass starting around 200 bucks. And don't forget, Boss makes awesome compact pedals that are designed exactly for bass. So you can check them all out at BossUS.com. Be sure to stay tuned for segment two. It's coming right up.